Welcome to the SaaS App Lab podcast where we interview SaaS company founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. My name is Luis. I'm the owner and founder of Phantom Agency, a digital marketing agency focusing on scaling SaaS companies. And today we have the pleasure of interviewing Brad Smith. He is the founder of Automation Links. And it's a pleasure having you today with us here. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Hey, Luis. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited for your podcast also, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I'm Brad Smith, owner of a website service company where we focus on automation um, and automating everyone's processes, um, what, going from their website to social media, and then I think most importantly, their email. Um, so I got into this business uh, actually by accident, no experience, um, self-taught, because I kind of had to at the time, um, which I think most of us business owners have, um, kind of teach ourselves along the way um, until we get to a certain point, and then uh, we're like, whoa, how did I learn all this, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so now I'm just having having a great time uh, teaching and coaching other business owners and um, also setting up systems and automation for them. So, and, and we talked about this a little bit beforehand and what's one of the things that, you know, made you realize ex ex exactly what it was that was missing out there. Um, was this your first company? Was, is this, you know, the, the, what happened after a couple of companies maybe failed or, or what exactly happened that made you realize, well, I need to create something and, and it's not just going to be a solution for myself. Right. But also a solution that could potentially help thousands of business owners out there. Yeah. It's, and I actually come from a different background than I think most uh, SAS so, and business owners out there. Uh, my wife and I owned a fitness business, local personal training and nutrition business. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were doing good. We were building it up. We had hundreds of clients. Um, I was actually the number one website in all of the St. Pete area, Florida, where I'm located. So I was getting multiple clients every week from my website. And this is about seven or eight years ago. Um, and all of a sudden we were in a uh, car wreck and it totally threw us off. Um, I was had some really serious injuries to my spine. She had a concussion. And that's when we realized, hey, we can't be on our feet grinding inside of a gym you know, 10 hours a day, six days a week. Um, so I'm like, all right, what do I do next? Right? right. So I had this business where I had hundreds of clients. I was able to see them every week, shake their hand, have that relationship with them. And all of a sudden I had to find something different. So I went back and I'm started thinking, all right, what are people asking me about? So I had gym owners, I had trainers, chiropractors, you know, asking me, how is your website number one on Google? How are you getting all these clients? So I'm like, all right, I love helping people. So how about I help them with their online uh, business? And so first of all, I had to figure out what I, how I even did that. So right. I actually had a really good, good mentor at the time. Um, and he helped me with my website ranking. So I started going to his office and learning from him, teaching myself things. Um, and that's when I started thinking, all right, I want to start an online business helping other business owners. Um, that's where my first online business called Fine Fitness Pros so I was still in the fitness industry, completely failed. I went at it for about two years, mm -hmm. um, built up all these clients, and all of a sudden, my e-commerce store crashed. I lost all my reoccurring payments. Um, I had no relationships with any of my clients. They really didn't care. Um, I was getting chargebacks, disputes, because wow. um, it was pure marketing. That's all I was really trying to sell. Right. And marketing, when it comes to marketing, who knows? Right? I can't force someone to sign up with them. And if they get no signups, it's all my fault. Um, so I went from there. I learned my, from that is, hey, I thought I could start an online business and all these clients would start rushing in and paying me. 
right? Isn't that what they tell you? <laughs> That's what everyone well, thinks, right? <laughs> all those Facebook ads I, I see, they're like, oh, you'll get to $10,000 tomorrow. Well, I, I believed it for about two years, so. And I think everyone does for, for a certain amount of time, but there's, there's one specific point that you touched on earlier, you know, during when you were just talking, and that is being on the business at all times, and that's super hard, and I think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs deal with, especially in the initial stages of their business, where they think that they can, you know, take care of everything, essentially, and, and it's, it's, it's just impossible, you know, they, they need to delegate, they need to automate things that are just repetitive if you like there's just no way for anyone to be doing the exact same thing over and over again especially if it's simple tasks that just take away from your time constantly and they're constantly just picking at you when you're trying to focus on something specific and and it's just you know all those little things that keep happening they're taking away from your time like overall and they just can't let you focus on the one thing essentially that you need to get done that day where there's something that is a lot more urgent, you know, and, and just trying to get back to emails that come in and inquiries and things like that is just, it's insane. And, and, and yeah. a lot of business owners deal with it, especially with the growth of, of, you know, the fitness industry within the past two, three years has been absolutely insane. I can imagine all the people that have their websites up and they don't have an automated system in place. I just can't imagine even dealing with something. Their contact forms don't even work. <laughs> exactly. So, so just dealing with things like that or phones and phones ringing and, and, and all that stuff, right? It's, it's difficult. And, and if, if someone's out there doing it without, you know, some form of framework or something like that, that essentially is going to help them to figure out what it is that they need to automate. I praise them because they're just, I don't know what they're doing. Right. Um, so with that being said, what's one of the things that your customers specifically love about your product? Well, um, you know, it's two things. Number one is going to be the relationships that we have with them. And that's, um, I didn't really touch on this yet, but I mentioned in the training business, I was able to see my clients face to face, shake their hands every day as a software um, owner and an online owner. You can't do that. You can't meet your clients face to face. So what I've done in, I'm glad that I failed that first one because now it's all about how can I shake someone's hand through my computer, whether it's doing a zoom call, uh, whether it's making videos, explaining things, whether it's writing on personal emails um, or responding, we run all of our customer support through Facebook messenger. Mm -hmm. So now people don't have to worry about waiting for an email back from us for two days. They know that we're going to respond back right away, right through Facebook messenger. So I think the personal customer service has been one of the top things. Um, and then also we have an automation framework that we send all of our clients and I'll just show it to you here, but we actually fill this entire framework out for our clients. Um, and we, we give this away, away for free. It's exactly what we do for our business. Um, so it's helps because, uh, that's one of the things I have a mentor, Dan Martell, who's a so software engineer. Mm -hmm. And he says, if you have a SaaS or software business and you don't have frameworks, where are you going? Right? So if you don't have a framework in place, you're kind of just throwing, um, you know, darts at the wall. And mm -hmm. so by having a framework, having your whole team and supporting you in that framework, that's, um, another thing that all of my clients have started to see, you know, they were just throwing darts at the wall. So now that we've set up a, either an automation or relationship or a content strategy framework, whatever they need for their business, that's when they can just follow that plan 
and they'll be successful. And you actually touched on another really good point that I've heard multiple um, of, the, of the interviews that we've had so far, right? And that is relationship building, which is extremely important with, with really not, not just online businesses, but really all businesses out there. And yeah. each one of them has touched on the point that you have to do things that are non-scalable. And, and what I love about that is that there are certain things that some people think are not scalable, right? Like, like essentially getting back to emails and, and when they're coming in, in loads and it's hard, but there are ways to scale certain things, but there's also a need to, to do things that are not scalable. For example, just customer service. And you touched on this personally for your company, which is messenger chatbots. And, and, and that's really cool because essentially it lets you scale the things that aren't so, you know, essential. So it's, yep. it's, it is essential, but it's not right. So there's frequently asked questions and things like that, where someone can literally go to your Facebook page and start a conversation with their chatbot again and get every single answer that they want. If it gets to the point where it's such a specific question where essentially a chatbot's not going to be able to answer that they can always talk to a human right then and there. And you're going to get a notification for that, which makes it extremely efficient. And, and it just lets you step out of the business whenever, you know, you don't need to be there because someone else, the robot can do it. And it helps you be there whenever you need to be there to create that relationship. That's going to actually keep you from increasing churn. So it's going to help you decrease because you're there uh, personally taking care of the things that need to be taken care of. And you're also there whenever things can also, you know, not be so, so personal, but it still is because it allows you to do that through, through the workflows and things like that. So again, Definitely. there's, there's relationship building like you said you can always hop on a zoom call and talk to your prospects talk to whoever it is that you want to get in touch with and that's going to help you scale your your efforts essentially online or offline but uh very good points that you touched on and, and now I, I do want to talk to you know what's been the best marketing and i know you said you know there's there's, there's certain marketing tactics that we don't do marketing Exactly. So what's been the best way for you to start generating more customers uh, for automation links? Um, 100% the videos that I put out on a daily basis. Um, started watching Gary V, what, four year, three or four years ago, uh -huh. right? Watched, watched, watched. And I kept knowing, I knew that I had to start making videos. Mm -hmm. And even though we have a, a website and a software company, right? So I was thinking I could just brand the name automation links, but really nobody cares about that. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to see automation links videos because they're boring. So <laughs> they, they want to see the owner. They want to see all the things that we're actually doing, whether we're failing or succeeding uh -huh. or what our clients are doing. Six months it took me to talk myself into making my first video. Every day for six months, I'm like, all right, today's the day. I'm going to make a video. Nothing, nothing. It's, it's, it's hard to actually get to, to do things, right? And, and I'm with you there. I've been watching Gary Vee videos for a long time. And then, and then we've been hearing this whole thing about strugglepreneurs and things like that now. Um, and, and exactly, I mean, it's, it's hard to, to actually do certain things at, at some point. And that's, I think, what a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. It's, they have these ideas, but they're scared of actually executing because I think there's that fear of failing or what are people going to think? Um, you know, like nobody knows me yet. And, 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 Essentially, someone like Gary Vee started the same way. Nobody knew he who was. He was posting videos on YouTube uh, with his wine library, TV, etc. And essentially, you know, everything takes time. 
it's not going to be tomorrow morning you're going to be this huge uh public figure in the space that you want to be in but it's just getting to, yeah. to the point where you just have to do it one day and be consistent with it and essentially at one consistent. point consistency is just huge and that's yeah. I, I think that's what a lot of people miss is the fact that they they just think that everything's going to happen overnight and it's not going to be that way right and i i mean i started this podcast um maybe a month ago and we've got some good traction but if i would have stopped after the second one then what's the point nothing exactly so i think i think well, that that also goes along with uh, the relationship builder so i can go you know i've been doing it for two years now the videos mm -hmm. and now i get most of my clients from my videos but it's funny because i can have a video that has three likes right nobody's watched it and i'll have someone send me a message hey i just watched that video um and I'm, I'm ready to get started and start working with you guys. I'm like, you didn't like it. You didn't comment on it. <laughs> you probably just scrolled right by it. But it's the relationship part, them seeing your face, seeing that you're trustworthy, that you're out there helping people. That's what's uh, really different. So it's not about the likes or the comments. I don't care about that. Now, at first, I wasn't sure, right? You're not sure. You, Oh, I think if I get more likes and comments, more people want to hire me. It's not about that. Yeah. It's about the consistent people seeing your face and building that brand. Yeah, they get they get familiar with it and they start to understand what you're all about, what you you know, what you put out there. And even like you said, if you're not getting shares, likes or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It's just putting your face in front of them and then they start understanding what you do and how you can help yeah. them, uh, which I think it's, it's, you know, the biggest thing out there. And with that, I do want to I want to kind of shift gears here and talk a little bit more about what you're currently struggling with inside of your company. So essentially. You know, what's the, what's the one thing that you're working towards? So right now we are, um, we're a little bit short on staff. So we need to figure out how we can fund more staff. Um, we're right at that middle breaking point mm -hmm. where we can start scaling, but do we have the funds to support, you know, new staff? And I know from experience that, yes, as soon as I bring on more staff, they're going to bring more revenue into the business so I can support them. But it's always scary, right, when you're at that point. Um, and then also trying to find the right people to come on board and uh, for those specific tasks. Um, that's number one, that, and that's definitely something that we're, we're looking for, we're struggling with, and we'll figure it out, right? And right. if anyone has any tips, make sure you leave them in the comments for us, I'd appreciate it. Definitely. And then uh, number two, we just had a really great, um, you know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, we were helping a lot of clients. So now we have to start raising our prices. Um, so we're at that point too, where we don't want to raise them too high. Um, but it's always good to continue raising your prices. Um, so you can, you know, handle the workload. Awesome. And how do you deal with, with competition out there? You know, there's a couple of different systems that allow you to do certain things similarly. So what, what, what's your key differentiator here in the space? Our main thing is that we set up the entire follow-up process for our clients, which, um, we don't just set up their software and say, good luck. Uh, we <laughs> set up the whole follow-up system. Um, or you can't just log in and set it up yourself. We have a different strategy where we actually charge a setup fee. Um, why? Because they're going to be successful if we set it up correctly for them. Mm -hmm. Now, other people can go sign into other softwares. They can get the widget. They can put the chat on their website. They can sync everything themselves. But is it going to be 100%? Is it going to be what's working, what the latest, you know, things that are working right now for your customers? Yes. I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to be able to do that, but our niche is actually going in 
setting it up for them, the entire process, so they don't even have to worry about it. And then at the end, we just show them how it all works and say, all right, good luck with the new clients. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And yeah. how, how important do you think finding the, the niche for your specific SaaS company is? Um, and what, what made you, you know, find essentially your niche? Man, I tried everything I could to get out of my niche. <laughs> like I tried getting out of the, so basically about 85% of our clients are in the health industry. We work with everyone. That's my thing is I wanted to work with everyone, right? So I started doing my videos about for everyone, started doing my marketing for everyone. And guess what? Everyone didn't care. So it's as soon as I narrowed down. So I, I was in my niche in the health industry. I tried moving away from it. That wasn't successful. So I brought myself back. And as soon as I brought myself back and the clients started coming back in, that's when I'm, I'm like, all right, I got to stop. I got to stay in the niche. And so I split tested on accident and it worked. Yeah, that's cool. And what personally, I, I believe that, you know, finding a niche for really any company is extremely important because essentially you can do the same thing over and over again. So if you were doing, for example, you have health and wellness, but if for whatever reason you went into general contracting, those two, you know, automation link, links uh, frameworks or, or maybe not the framework, but just, you know, the conversations that go into each one of the chatbots and things like that, they'd be very different. So there's, there, I think there's going to be a lot more work going into trying to figure out what's going to work with this specific industry. And now this one, where if you find exactly who your target audience is and, and who your niche is, then it's, it's pretty much just copy and paste, right? So it's, it's the same thing for the most part, um, which makes everything easier for your company. And it's a lot more scalable that way. It's the, it's also the copy, um, being showing empathy towards those ideal clients. Mm -hmm. So I, I can't just go write in, write an email and a Facebook messenger for someone that I don't know what they want. Right. Exactly. So if, if I go to a lawyer, I, we work with lawyers, but I have to go in and say, what are their clients coming to their website for? Mm -hmm. Right. It's not going to be the same as the gym. So, yep. It's just switching even the copy which is pretty difficult too. It is. It's, it's <clears throat> copywriting is not, it's not an easy task. And essentially that's going, that's going to be the main thing that gets you, you know, gets your clients to sale. Right. So whatever you put on the website, if there's, if the wrong copies on there, nothing's going to work. So I think copywriting is huge. Uh, and it's definitely something that a lot of companies have to work on. And it's a lot of things that some companies definitely hit, you know, the nail on the head. Um, so Again, that's, that's a whole different conversation on copywriting, but I think yeah. uh, you definitely understand what you're talking about, right? So, and uh, essentially we're coming a little bit close here to the 30 minutes, but I did want to talk about, you know, what are your main tips for, for entrepreneurs and, and SaaS industry specifically? And what were some of the struggles that you've seen um, that you've faced yourself that you think, you know, you have some of the answers, obviously they have to do everything themselves. You can't learn by reading a book, right? Which is essentially what you, what you mentioned earlier with Gary V videos. You can watch the video all you want, but until you do it, nothing's going to happen. Um, so what is something that, that all these people need to, to focus on, uh, you know, at the very early stages of their company? So I'll touch on, um, the relationship part again on that. And I'll just, we get so like we talked about earlier, the Facebook ads and all the hype and all the promises and all this, uh, we tend to move on from one thing to the next to the next. Like it was websites, it was um, funnels, it was landing pages. Now it's Facebook ads and pretty soon it's going to be Instagram uh, marketing 
or that's already there. So if you just keep moving on from one to the next, to the next, to the next, um, have you perfected the first one? <clears throat> so what we do is we actually go back and we website, MailChimp, and Facebook, and we tie all three together. So you have emails, you've got your landing page or website, whatever you're using, and your social media, <clears throat> just one, tie them together, create that perfect system there, and that's where um, you're really gonna start seeing the results. So instead of moving on from the next best thing, perfect your first system first. Um, it, so when Facebook ads and uh, you know ClickFunnels came out, it didn't mean your website should get deleted, right? It's like, oh, my website doesn't work anymore. <laughs> your customers have no idea, right? What a funnel, click funnel, and all this is, right? So figure out what your system is, stick with it, perfect it, and then you can move on from there. And that's one thing I see is just going back to the basics. Okay. And that's one thing that a lot of people struggle with because instead of, you know, they try Facebook ads or they try whatever and it fails the first time and then they want to move away to the next thing instead of trying to figure out why it didn't work um, or, or, you know, trying to perfect that whole process and system. So uh, definitely with you on that, it's just focusing on one thing at a time and just making sure that once you're there, just be consistent with it again, but going back to consistency, right. And, and making sure that you, you get that as close as perfect as you can. Obviously nothing's ever going to be perfect. Um, but working on it until you're happy with it. And instead of running away from it, because it, you didn't get whatever, you know, you thought you were going to get, um, definitely, definitely, um, agree with that. And do you have any favorite books, um, that you like to recommend to, to our listeners here? Oh, that's tough. So many of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, didn't, you didn't tell me you were going to ask me this. Sell or Be Sold was one that actually really stuck out to me, and it's actually by Grant Cardone. Grant. I know a lot of the software uh, people are against it or they're not really on board with him. And I didn't like the book because of the sales part. Okay. I like the book because of um, the relationship part, talking about get on the phone with that person. Ask them about their business. And that's before I started getting on the phones uh, with my clients. So now you'll see I have a schedule link everywhere. Schedule link on my chat, on my website, on my social media. Schedule with me, right? Because you're not going to sign up with me unless we speak on the phone. Right. So Sell or Be Sold, most of the book was actually about those relationships, making those videos, getting on the phone, and grinding it out until what? Your first thousand uh, customers. Um, right. you, re you really have to. It's not going to be automated and you're not going to just get scale your company with the first 10 or 15 exactly. customers. You got to get on the phone and build relationships with every single one. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. And uh, I did forget to mention at the beginning of the, the interview here, uh, Brad was kind enough to give everyone that's listening a 15% discount on automation links. Uh, there will be a link to that specific promo in the description uh, of whatever you're listening to. So make sure to check that out. And thank you so much, Brad, for giving that to us. It's, it's super appreciative for that. Um, and uh, very thankful to have you on the interview today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, so again, I just want to- hey, they have to get on the, sorry to interrupt. They have to get on the phone with me to get the 15% off. <laughs> you so you, you need to get on the phone and don't forget about the, fr the free framework that uh, Brad is also willing to give you guys. Um, I'm not sure if they have to get on the phone for that, but definitely get in touch with no, them. That's, they don't have to for that. <laughs> <laughs> All 
awesome. there's there's those there's those things uh, again thank you Brad and it's always great interviewing very cool entrepreneurs and people in the SaaS space uh, learning about their stories everything that they've been through how they figured out what it is that their product had to be and how it's helping solve problems for people out there. And uh, thank you to everyone that's listening. I appreciate the time that you've taken to listen to the SaaS Ad Lab podcast. And uh, Brad, where can people find you online? So automationlinks.com um, is our website, but we're very active on LinkedIn. Um, so you can look at us up. Uh, it's my wife and I are the owners, Brad and Danielle Smith. And I'll send you that link so you can put it in the notes also. Awesome. Thank you. And you can find me on Instagram and that's Camacho.ftm and also phantom.agency. And uh, if you're a SaaS founder, entrepreneur, CEO, or whatever, uh, and you want to join the group and maybe be a feature in the podcast, make sure to uh, join the group. It's SaaS Ad Lab. Um, just look that up and you should be able to find it. So again, thank you to everyone. And I challenge every single one of you to go and do something that's going to change your life for the better. Stop thinking about it and just do it. And uh, thank you again for, for being on the podcast with us today, Brad. It was a pleasure. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.